When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm sure you've heard the phrase before in basketball, defense travels. When you're playing on the road, you may not always have your shot falling. You may not always have everything clicking offensively, but if you play sound defense, you can hang around in pretty much any venue. Normally, Mackey Arena in West Lafayette is one of the most daunting venues in college basketball, and it is still a tough place to play these days, but that's mostly just because Purdue's pretty good. But Michigan's defense traveled on Friday. Michigan's defense overwhelmed on Friday. This Michigan team was not elite defensively a season ago. It was probably about middle of the road in the Big Ten. The strides this defense has taken have been incredible. Take the last two games, for example, and not necessarily just the overall numbers. They're plenty good. Here's what I love. Maryland's longest uninterrupted scoring streak, five points. Purdue's, same, five points. So there hasn't been a 6-0 run or better against Michigan in the last two games. Also, Maryland trailed by 17 at the half. In the entire second half, the Terps never got it closer than 17. Purdue was down 13 after 20 minutes of action. And remember, Purdue came in with two 11-point rallies in the last four games at Michigan State and then most recently on Tuesday at Ohio State. So it was a 13-point margin to the half. Boilermakers never cut the deficit to single digits in the second half. Uh, This Michigan team is not allowing the circumstance to dictate its efforts. Up 20, D them up. Tie game, let's go. Get a stop. Down late, yeah, don't let them score. It's a mentality for this team right now. Make every possession a struggle for your opponent offensively. That surely was the case right down to the end. You know, garbage time when teams try to make it look a bit more respectable. 
Yeah, Purdue missed its final seven shots. The Boilermakers did not make a field goal in the final four minutes. Defense travels. Boy, Michigan comes with it every single possession, no matter what the score. The score Friday, 70-53. to 53. We'll hear from Juwan Howard, Eli Brooks, and Terry Mills here on Defend the Block. We're talking Michigan basketball. Welcome to Defend the Block, where we'll take you inside the basketball programs with interviews, analysis, and so much more. Now, here's your host, Brian Bush. Before we go further into the game itself, I want to at least touch on the backdrop to this one. We knew there would be unique situations this season. I mean, earlier on Friday, we learned that Michigan's postponed game with Penn State from earlier in the month would be made up on Wednesday night, coming up the 27th. Uh, But I can't say I expected to hear of a positive COVID test for an opponent the day of the game, and then the game would still happen. I didn't anticipate that. Purdue didn't announce this until a little bit after 5 o'clock Eastern time, Friday afternoon, that Sasha Stefanovic would miss the game after a positive COVID-19 test. The announcement came so late in the process that this was Juwan Howard's reaction in our pregame radio interview, which is recorded only about an hour before tip-off, so around 6 o'clock, 45, 50 minutes after Purdue made the announcement. Purdue Sasha Stefanovic has tested positive for COVID-19. First and foremost, our thoughts go out to him. Uh, Here's to a healthy and quick return. But, Coach, with regards to this game, what have the conversations been like with you in the Big Ten, with Purdue, with your players about this news? Actually, this is new news to me. I had no idea. Uh, This is I just learned right now from you. I've been so locked into uh, our pregame prep, you know, also, uh, you know, getting through my little routine that I get through uh, while uh, preparing for a game. But, you know, this is new news. Uh, but while hearing that, yes, my heart goes out to Sasha, his family, the Purdue family, as well as, you know, the Big Ten. Because I know, you know, from my own experience, the Big Ten is doing whatever they can to keep our student athletes uh, healthy and safety is number one. So, you know, I know this has to be a big blow, devastating to uh, Sasha within. So I'm truly going to keep him in my prayers, man. Now, the Athletics' Brendan Quinn reported a little bit after that that Stefanovic had not been around any member of the team since late on Tuesday night, which was the night that the Boilermakers knocked off Ohio State in their most recent game. Still, you know, many were surprised that this game still did take place. Purdue officials from all reporting seemed very firm on the program's strict adherence to the protocols, which deemed no other high-risk contacts, allowing the game to continue. Here's hoping that's the case. Nothing comes of this other than hopefully a speedy and quick recovery for Sasha Stefanovic. And, you know, credit Michigan for staying locked in. As we'll hear from Eli Brooks coming up here in a little bit, Michigan players did know about the positive test before tip-off. Eli had said he saw it on Twitter. Uh, So that's the backdrop to this one, which, again, was pretty unique. A few other thoughts on this one, just from my end. Isaiah Livers, again, so good, leading everybody in scoring. I'm running out of ways to describe it, right? I mean, that fadeaway baseline jumper appeared again. That is maybe my favorite move of any player on this ball club this season. Again, lethal from deep, took care of business for the most part at the free throw line. Anytime he misses and he missed one of his six shots at the stripe today and you feel like something glitched, there's no way that could be right. 
uh, just his second missed free throw of the season. 22 points, 14 shot attempts. Not quite the 20.8 shot attempt effort we saw against Maryland on Tuesday, but still, that is efficient and then some from the senior. Uh, Credit Austin Davis. He delivered some vital minutes in that first half with Michigan facing, really for the first time early in a game all season, foul issues with Hunter Dickinson. Dickinson only played seven minutes in the first half, picked up two fouls, and Davis did endure some foul trouble on his own in the second half, but his presence in that first half alone massive in helping Michigan kind of keep its distance as it started to pull away from Purdue. And lastly, we will hear from Eli coming up, talk to him about what the last week or so has been like. Eli, strong again. He was eased his way back in on Tuesday. Friday night, a little bit different. Played more than 30 minutes. He stuck it out. Really solid effort. Good to see him getting double figures and scoring. That's not the focal point of his game, but he can bring it offensively, and he got some good looks and knocked him down here on Friday night. So those are some of my thoughts. Let's hear from the national champ, Terry Mills, my broadcast partner, about what he saw from Michigan's victory over Purdue. Purdue shoots just 31% from the floor as a team, only 2 of 12 from downtown. It's a Purdue team that's not overwhelming offensively necessarily, and they were without Sasha Stefanovic, who, as we talked about, tested positive for COVID-19 as was announced before the ball game. But, Terry, this defense, no doubt about it, led the way. Yeah, I mean, locked in from start to finish. I mean, just really trusting in the staff and the game plan and not deviating from it. And it just showed, you know, I mean, their game plan worked to a T and the players executed it. Michigan winning it 70-53. to Let's get into our efficient performance of the game powered by DTE Energy. Once again, Isaiah Livers comes up with a double-double, 22 points, 10 rebounds, and it only took him 14 shots. Not quite the 20 points an eight-shots effort we saw on Tuesday against Maryland, but still, Isaiah Livers has been productive and efficient. Yeah, and just his leadership overall. I mean, he knows what, what it's about going into Mackey and trying to get a win, whether it's fans there or not. It's a tough place to win, and, you know, I thought right from the start, you know, he kind of set the tone, letting them know that uh, he would be dedicated to play defense on that end, and I was talking about his rebounding all game long. I thought he did a good job at getting in there, fighting amongst the trees, and getting a lot of those cleanup rebounds. That was our efficient performance of the game, powered by DTE Energy. If you want to learn how to be efficient at home like the Wolverines, go to dteinteractivehome.com to find out how. In addition to what we saw from Isaiah Livers, I thought Eli Brooks played really well. This was close to the Eli that we anticipate. He was a little bit banged up, of course, missed the game at Minnesota last weekend, but 11 points, 5 rebounds, and he just does, does so much for this team. Yes, I mean, he just brings that calm about him. You know, you can just see when, when they start, uh, Purdue started to make up, put together a little run, you know, somehow, some way, Eli makes a big play. You know, whether it was that high glass finger roll, you know, over, over Zach Eady or, you know, just catching it in, in, uh, in, in the trap area and just saying, hey, calm down, let's run a little offense. So he just brings a calm about this team. Michigan now a game and a half up in the Big Ten, 8-1. and one. You said it during the broadcast, just keep stacking wins. This team is taking care of business. Remarkable that all but one of these Big Ten wins have come by double figures. They're not just winning games. They're really handling things and putting pressure on even when they're up big. 
Yes, they are, and they're showing that consistency. You know, once they get up big, they don't use the falter that lead no. and allow you to cut down into it where Coach Howard has to call a timeout because we're not ready to play or we didn't do something correctly. And, you know, that just says a lot about this team that, hey, they're, they're dialed in. They understand what they want to do. They understand the game plan. Let's make it happen. It has been a lot of fun. Michigan gets the job done here today by a count of 70 to 53. Based on that Stefanovic uh, positive test, I was skeptical this game was going to happen. It did. Michigan got the victory. Now you you just hope nothing bad happens beyond it. You hope that, I mean, Purdue's been very uh, vocal about saying our protocols were followed strictly. You just hope that's the case. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I think Michigan has done an excellent job. The yep. coaching staff, the university, whoever's involved has done a good job with these young men that, you know, we've had no positive tests. Everything has been on the straight up, and hopefully that continues. There's the national champ, Terry Mills, on the Wolverines. 17-point win at Purdue, pushing that lead in the Big Ten standings for the Maize and Blue up to a game and a half. Time now for some of our interviews from our postgame coverage. And first up, the head coach, Juwan Howard. Coach, you look at this box score, you watch those 40 minutes, and you can't come away but just incredibly impressed by your team's defense. What was the key in preventing Purdue to shoot just 31%? Well, and the key was our defensive disposition. Uh, coming in with that that mindset of playing hard, making everything challenging for them, um, nothing easy. You know, it's easy. What We could have had that mindset of, okay, if Sasha's not playing, you know, okay, this is a winnable game. Uh, no, totally opposite. Uh, I knew Purdue's going to play harder. You know, they have different guys in the lineup that play with a lot of toughness, uh, a lot of energy, and particularly the younger guys like Newman, uh, Gillis. Um, and then, you know, you always got to take take consideration the shooting from Wheeler, Hunter. They can always get hot at any moment. But the big fella, Williams, man, you know, he's a load in there. And I think our guys did a, a great job of making all his catches as well as his shots, very challenging. Not just Trevion, I also have to add, you know, um, the other big fella, uh, Edie. You know, Edie didn't get anything easy either. Yeah, Coach, I, I thought that, you know, you elected not to double those guys, and I thought those one-on-one matchups and guys taking those matchups head-on was a big key to this game, whether it was Brandon Johns on Edie or whether it was Austin Davis on Trevion Williams. Talk to me about those matchups, and hey, you just said, hey, we're going to take them one on one. It's like this we got so many fouls with <laughs> <laughs> a lot of different guys that we can use. And so, Hunter, Austin, Brandon Johns, Jared Foles almost went to him, but <laughs> Terrence Williams. You know, I trust each and every guy I just named, and they got a, a chance to go out there and compete. And to their credit, they took on a one-on-one challenge. And that says a lot about our players, man. We are for competitors only. That's how we, we we look at it each and every time we go out there, step our, our foot on the floor against any opponent. We try to do every can to defend and not give up anything easy. And that was the case here tonight. Offensively, Isaiah Livers leading the way again with 22 points. Comes up with a double-double as well. We talked a lot about the scoring, but but where has he really elevated his game elsewhere on the floor other than just in scoring? His leadership is, uh, you know, being a senior, but 
more importantly, uh, just being totally locked in, uh, communicating out there on the floor, uh, knowing the game plan, uh, reciting it out there, reminding guys of, uh, you know, their job and what, what they have to do, um, reminding guys of, you know, coverage calls, uh, being active, not just on the offensive end, but defensive end. And, you know, that's the key. Like, you got to be a leader, whether the ball is going in the basket for you or not. Every time, all the time. And Zay's been stepping up, uh, taking on that role. And he's one of our captains. We don't lean on him. And we leaned on him tonight. You know, for hit, he, he, he shot the ball pretty darn well. Three for five from three, five for six from the line. But what I was impressed the most was the nine rebound. Yeah, Hunter picked up a couple fouls early in the game, and you inserted Austin Davis. And I'm talking about he did a job at throwing that left hand and right hand hook. And all I was saying that I could tell that you were working with him because that was one of your go to moves. And he was delivering. And uh, just talk to me about the way he handled that. I mean, he was actually throwing it over a guy seven four. Right, right. And uh, you know, Terry, you know, I, I talked about it. You know in practice leading up to this trip and then also this morning when we had shoot around you know against a shot blocker or a taller guy that you know may stand eight to ten inches over you if you try to go in there and finesse it then it's their advantage they want but you got to go into them into their body and explode up and whether you block it or not but be physical with it that's where like a lot of the shot blockers you know or bigger guys on ball defense if you go right at them, then it's like, you know, you're taking on the challenge of a bully. And I'm not saying that big fellow's a bully, but you got to go at the bully. And lastly, Coach, we talked about him in pregame, Eli Brooks. You said you wanted to ease him back in, uh, but he did go for north of 30 minutes here today. Looked like he was the, the normal Eli Brooks, what we've all come to see. What would you see from Eli in this one tonight? Can't take him out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was uh, 32. Now he can. We got a day off. He can rest and get some treatment. Um, you know, Eli Brooks, big fella fell on him. Big Edie fell on him. I thought, you know, that Eli, we would probably have to grab some chalk and draw on the floor because, wow, he was laying there for a while. And I know when you have a big guy like that who's weighing 300 pounds, fall on him, fall on him. And you only weigh up 170, if that, that hurts. And that lets you know the level of toughness that Eli Brooks, and I, I've always said it, I mean, it's no surprise. I know a lot of Michigan fans know it, uh, that Eli Brooks is uh, one of the most toughest, uh, greatest athletes that ever put on a Michigan uniform. And I know there's a lot of people that put on this Michigan jersey where they're black him. Like I said, he's one of. I think it's certainly worthwhile. Coach, congratulations on the win. Safe travels back, and we'll talk to you on Monday night. Thank you, guys. There's Juwan Howard after the Wolverines take down Purdue on Friday. Now let's hear from the senior from Spring Grove, Pennsylvania, Eli Brooks. Eli, first things first, man, from this past Saturday to now, how's that foot doing? Take us through the last week or so from your perspective. Um, it's going a lot better. Um, just being consistent with the treatment. Um, still have an insult that I'm playing with, but um, it's going a lot better. Uh, more mobile. Uh, it's going a lot better day by day. So, 
Yeah, Eli, take me through that box out on on Edie when he when he actually fell on you. Coach Howard said he thought he was going to have to get the white tape out, kind of outline you there. So uh, if you could take me through that moment. <laughs> um, I don't know. Coach always talks about cutting down the tree on on bigs once we peel, and you get stuck on a big as a guard, and um, driving him back, and that's what I did. I paid the price for it, um, but. Um, that's our habits, and that's that's what we're trying to that's what we're trying to breed. Um, so just doing that, um, that's that's the certain things you just have to sacrifice. Is basketball is going to happen, but um, just doing your job. And, um, yeah. Would you perceive to be the key defensively? I mean, this Purdue team can score with a, a bunch of teams in college basketball. How'd you guys hold them barely above thirty percent? Um. I think just paying attention to details. We know they're going to score, but um, just try to just try to make everything difficult for them. Uh, do our work early with the with their post players and um, pressure the pressure the pressure the ball so they miss the moment. Um, I think we did a good job for the most part of uh, making them catch it outside of where they wanted to. Uh, with most post players, they want to work low low posts, and once you once you move them out, um, it's easier to defend them. So that's what we did. Yeah, Eli, you were able to. Your team was able to come up with twenty points off of turnovers. Was there an emphasis to once you did get the uh, to steal or the turnover to push it and try to get some easy baskets? Yeah, that's for sure. Um, that's with every game. Um, we want to we want to force turnovers, get deflections, um, and then score off that. Um, I think we're at, we're at our best when we're playing in transition because um, we have so many good athletes and so many willing passers. To get out and run the lanes, and um, good things happen when we get when we first force turnovers and we're playing open 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 floor. Lastly, Eli, I, I don't know if you heard uh, out of the you know in the locker room or when you came out to to work out before the game that Sasha Stefanovic had tested positive for COVID. Did you find out what's going through your mind? I mean, COVID's been such a, a part of, of this entire season. What was that like, and how did that, that news spread throughout the locker room? Yeah, I actually found out on Twitter just being on the phone before we entered the bus. But um, I hope I hope everything's well with him. And um, yeah, that's, the, that's the difficult time that we're in. Um, it's real, and we can see it with, with that program, with our program. Um, it's real, and um, we just pray for people like that that are going through it. Um, but we knew we just had to come in. We had to treat everybody like Sasha because they, they have good they have good players that come off the bench that can score the ball just like Sasha, shoot the ball like Sasha. Um, so we just had to stay in the mindset: this isn't a guaranteed game. Just because one person's not playing, um, just just come out and play as hard as you can, play between basketball. That certainly jumped off the screen here tonight. Eli, we appreciate the time. Glad to see you back out there and safe travels home, all right? Appreciate it. Eli Brooks with a solid 11-point performance, plus five rebounds in the Wolverines' victory over Purdue. Let's wrap things up with how it sounded on the radio broadcast as we bring in Rob Joyce from our radio network to recap it all. Very similar to Tuesday's game over Maryland. Fast offensive start for the Wolverines. Nine of the first 11 points of the game belonged to the Maize and Blue. And then both teams went cold offensively for a little while. Michigan started just three of 11 shooting. Purdue a touch worse, two of 14. While the Boilermakers were trying to figure out their issues offensively, the Wolverines eventually figured out their own. 
Into the right block, it's Williams. He'll dribble once. Fade up on a floater. No good. Rebound Livers. Boy, that was a tough shot. Good defense again from Big Country. In transition, five on four. Right corner, Smith splashes down a three. And Michigan's up by 10, 12-20 to play first half. Timeout, Purdue and Matt Painter. Under 12 media timeout, 14-4 the score after the Smith bucket. Michigan's first five field goals, in fact, came from five different players. Purdue would get into a rhythm offensively for a short while, trying to cut into that deficit. They get it to within four, a little past the midway point of the first half. But then Michigan responded with a counterpunch, turning defense into offense to get the lead back up to double figures for good. Give it left wing Hunter, feed the post. It's Williams battling against Livers. He's double teamed, floated it up there, partially blocked. I think Sean D got it, and Brown has it for the Wolverines. To Livers right wing, pondered a 25-footer, and said gives to Brooks. He'll drive all the way. Finger oh. roll is good. Oh, Eli turned on the Jets, blew by multiple Boilermakers, and Michigan's up by 11 a game high. It would stay in double figures for the remainder of the half. The remainder of the game, the Wolverines went into the break up 34-21 as they held Purdue to just 32% shooting. But the work only half done, the Boilermakers entered tonight riding a four-game win streak fueled by second-half surges. In that span, they'd owned the final 20 minutes. So Michigan tried to get set the tone quickly out of the locker room. Tonight's call of the game brought to you by the sports medicine experts at Michigan Medicine. Here's Smith zigzagging to the right elbow. Feed it to the point, Livers. One hot bounce pass over to Wagner. Back right point, Livers, a three. Yes! And Michigan's up by a game-high 18. 55 seconds into this second half, Michigan a 5-0 punch. That's tonight's call of the game brought to you by Michigan Medicine. Learn how U of M's sports medicine experts can help you stay in the game at uofmhealth.org slash sportsmedicine. The big night for Livers continued, but Purdue didn't really go away until the very final few winning moments of this one. By the first media timeout, they cut it down to 11, 40-29. A few minutes later, they'd cut the lead to 10, but that's as close as it would get. Michigan would follow with a 6-0 run keyed by some A-plus ball movement. Michigan by 12 in transition. Livers give to Dickinson at the head of the key. Back left wing Wagner. He'll crawl to the free throw line. Give to a cutting. Mm. Brooks, a reverse layup scores. Michigan back up 14. Oh, what a great dime. Wagner to Eli. Five assists for Wagner as the lead stretched back up to 16. A span in which Purdue missed seven of eight shots again midpoint of the second half. It was 53-37 Wolverines, and every time it looked like the Boilermakers might get back in it, Michigan always had an answer as they kept Purdue at bay. Now out on high to the right, Brooks and Michigan will reset with 12 on the shot clock. Brooks around a modest John screen. Works to the left elbow. Tough Baker with the left hand. Over Edie is good. How in the world did he find that angle? Michigan by 15. (laughs) And another bucket after that would force another Matt Painter timeout. It would stay a double-figure game through and beyond the under-eight media timeout, after which Purdue would make one more push. They would get to within 13 points with about five minutes left. Hunter Dickinson, a three-point play ends that. Four minutes to go, a 14-point game, and then eventually Michigan will put this one away for good. Shot clock reads eight, 1.15 left. Smith to the point, step back, give it right side. Livers will drive from the Big Ten logo, laid it up, didn't get the roll. Offensive board, Dickinson, he finishes low on the right, and that should be the dagger. Michigan up 68-52 with one minute to play. Dickinson scoring eight points, all of them coming in the second half, including five in the closing minutes. Wolverines lead by double digits. For the final 26 minutes, Purdue shoots 31% for the game, misses its final seven shots, and Michigan wins 70-53. Rob, thank you. Thanks to Juwan Howard, Eli Brooks, 
and of course, every game. Terry Mills and his outstanding analysis. And thanks to you for tuning in. Excited about a big week coming up on MGO Blue Podcasts. Now that the football staff is just about set, we will have In the Trenches making its off-season debut coming up this week. Looking forward to that. We'll also churn out some more Conquering Heroes coming up in early February as we really rev this thing back up on MGO Blue Podcasts. As always, we encourage you, subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform you're consuming this podcast. Uh, and you can comment on, on pretty much every platform as well. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you want us to enhance or tweak. We love hearing feedback. We try to incorporate as much as we can. And you can also shoot us an email, michiganwolverinesradio at gmail.com. We are doing this for you, for you to be as close to this Michigan program and all the Michigan programs with our content here on MGO Blue Podcasts. So please let us know how we can make it better. Michigan was better than Purdue on Friday night, 70-53 to the final. Thanks so much for listening to this postgame edition of Defend the Block. And as always, go blue. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Defend the Block, part of our Michigan Athletics Podcast Network. M Go Blue Podcasts. The preceding is a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.